Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Husmo Black Forum. Here we do it bigger, we do it better, we do it longer, and out of necessity, we'll do it louder than anyone out here. So relax. Here's your host, Husmo Black. Cyberspace, my Facebook friend. That is February, y'all. My birth month. Just had a birthday this week. I appreciate all the shout outs. My Facebook friends there. I blew my Facebook page up. I appreciate it. All the well wishes. I don't know how I got there, y'all. 69 years. <laughs> hey, I ain't mad. I ain't shame. Ain't no shame in my game. As they say. Not when it comes to my age. Hey, 1945, y'all, born right here in the good old state of Georgia, Henry County, right in the middle of a cotton field, as I like to tell the story. That story is more true than uh, fiction, though. <laughs> hey. Hey, welcome. Once again, February, 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 February. You know, I can't pronounce my birth month, but I am an, uh, an Aquarian. The age of Aquarius is upon us, no doubt. Shout out to all the Aquarius out there. Hey, y'all, check my Facebook page out. Check my web uh, uh, page out, hushmoblack.com, y'all. I got a blog. I'm building it. Check me out. We're going to be doing some great things on the blog this year. It's imminent. We'll be up and running, y'all. Just keep watching my uh post on uh, Facebook. Come out and check me out on the blog. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. There's so much going on here. A new book, Racism and Hate, y'all, is out. Get that book. It's going to provide a mountain of uh, food for uh, uh, for thought for you. No doubt. Go get it. Racism and Hate, an American Reality by Jimmy C. Cameron, just dropped last week, y'all. Y'all get that book. Get that book, y'all. It's, uh, uh, it's got something to say. Document uh, 250 years of history here in this country for uh, my family and how racism uh, happens uh, to be uh, a part of it. And in fact, America's African descent is hard for them to write about their uh, history here in this country, having to uh, deal with the question of uh, racism. So we do it. It's uh, apropos for the time, we believe, with the president catching all the flack from uh, the racists uh, in the country. And make no uh, mistake, there are still racists. Uh, hey, we. The more I uh, uh, look at uh, my estimate of uh, uh, how many races there are still in the country, uh, I put it at 20% in my book, but uh, here, uh, no, uh, none other than uh, Charlie Chris, <laughs> the former governor of Florida, he, he put it uh, 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 on TV, MSNBC, talking to um, uh, Chris Matthews the other day at anywhere between 25 and 30%. Or, or uh, racism relative against the president uh, just because of 
his race, y'all. That's a dangerous number, y'all. That's a dangerous number. Now, back in 1940, when uh, uh, Gunnar Murdoch did the study on uh, race relations at that time, that number was about 80% between uh, on the Americans of uh, European descent had a racial bias against uh, African Americans, Americans of African descent. Now it's down to, according to uh, my research, to at least 20 to 30%, we'll say. That thing has uh, has uh, really came down, but still is way up to 30% of white people that's racist. That's 60 million people, yeah, relatively against the president. For no other reason than uh, his race. Yeah, we got to be on guard. We got to stay on top of that. That's that that number that is trying to take us back. And a lot of those races today, they found a new energy with this with this Tea Party movement that uh, is tying up the uh, uh, government. It's got the United States government tied up because of the uh, racism. That's what it amounts to right now. That government up there in Washington is tied up and brought down to its knees by a faction of the Republican Party who harbors a racist uh, 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 attitude toward this uh, black president. That's just a fact, yeah. That's just a fact. Hey, you got me the Hushmo out here on the Hushmo Black Forum, y'all. Yeah. Uh, ratting this evening, they are models to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer. And out of necessity, sometimes we'll do it louder. Than anybody out here on blog talk, y'all, no doubt. Uh, we don't like to get loud. We love everybody. We want to let you know that. We advocate on behalf of Americans after us that by extension, uh, we're part of that community. And, uh, yeah, we need all the advocacy we can get, you know, in our neighborhood, in our community. <laughs> hey, check my new book out, y'all, Racism and Hate, An American Reality. Chronicling some 200 years of the Cameron clan here in Georgia. Yeah, so fascinating read, y'all. Oh, I'm biased. <laughs> I'm somewhat biased, y'all. Go get the electronic, the edition, y'all, 399 from Amazon.com. But just go to my website, hushmoblack.com. Hushmo, H-U-S-H-M-O-B-L-A-C-K. Just like it sounds, y'all. Hushmoblack.com. Go there. Paste that, uh, Mark that book in your uh, bookmarks and keep that page up there, y'all, because we got we got a lot a lot of work to do just to try to stay afloat here in this in this crazy uh, environment that we uh, found ourselves in here in 2014. I'm excited about my blog, y'all. I've been working on it for the last week since my birthday. It was a birthday present to myself, <laughs> and uh, we've been working on that thing since Tuesday. But, you know, you got to deal with this. Uh, anybody know anything about my, uh, what is it? Uh, 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 man press. The man press? The operating system that I, let me see what it is here. I, I just had this thing up here because really it's a WordPress. WordPress is a, uh, it's an operating system just for, uh, you know, uh, setting up blogs and things like that over the Internet. It's pretty uh, pretty powerful little, uh, a little system there, but you really got to – I've been out of IT. I've worked in IT for some 40 years, you know, so I, I'm a pretty good uh, learner when it comes to the Internet and things like that. I was there with Al Gore when he first uh, – <laughs> Al Gore said so he invented the Internet, and, and that's, that's uh, more of a – 
true story than not. Y'all people laugh at it, but uh, he was head of uh, the one of the uh, committees up there in the, the Senate at the time that developed it. I believe it was a DOT, Department of Defense. They were the ones who, uh, in fact, invented the Internet, and I think he had a, a, a lot to do with that. And I was working in IT at that time, back in the early 80s, uh, no doubt. So I've been playing around with the Internet since its uh, inception. I'm, I, you know, don't have a need to. I just, I'm on the Internet on Facebook and stuff like that right now. I just uh, don't have to do too much in terms of uh, setting up uh, the little apps. And, I, I do play with the uh, websites, setting up websites and my own, just my own, and setting up my own blog and things like that. I enjoy that type of stuff. But it's time-consuming, especially if you're dealing with something new. This WordPress is, is kind of new, but it's pretty pretty uh, uh, automated once you get used to it. So that's where I met with my blog, y'all. But my blog is going to be my home page here after after I get it all in land. You'll go to Hushmo Black and you'll come right into my blog. And that's going to be, work a lot better because I'm, I'm trying to sell my book and uh, communicate with a lot with the masses. And the way to do that is have that thing to come into HushmoBlack.com uh, into uh, the uh, interface that I'll be uh, interfacing with the public. And I'll be interfacing with the public over this blog and this blog can get fancy because I can actually throw video up there on the blog. So as I as I run my uh, show, uh, you'll be able to see the hushmo through uh, my blog, which is kind of neat if you just think about it. Uh, you can run a two-way, uh, uh, you can do your uh, uh, show and uh, rather than streaming through uh, Blog Talk Radio, we come to your own Blog Talk Radio, y'all. But we can also run a stream, run a, a video uh, uh, through the uh, blog, so we'll have the blog up on the screen as we uh, as we do our show. So that's gonna that's gonna be kind of neat. I have to see how it works. You know, we play, we're just playing with all this new technology, trying to see uh, if it's really gonna uh, work and be beneficial to uh, to us in terms of uh, reaching the masses. That's our whole objective right now: is reaching as many people getting as many people come to our website to look at our, our book and to uh, get into a discussion. We talk about uh, uh, current events affecting America's Iraq when they sent. You know, that's, uh, that's a whole range of things, uh, from the prison industrial system to uh, the high unemployment to the racism that uh, has the forefront of the country's uh, nation's constitution here since this, uh, since this uh, black president has taken office here uh, some five years ago. So, so yeah, we, we, we provide a platform, we like to think, uh, for uh, the masses who uh, otherwise have no other place to uh, voice their uh, concern. We're just a part of a microcosm of uh, the masses in our community who uh, who have uh, very little to say about uh, what's going on in, in their community. And they're uh, uh, the one that's been uh, trampled in this uh, non-functioning, uh, dysfunctional uh, government. Yeah, the masses in our community has been, uh, has been uh, woefully, uh, uh, woefully uh, injured here. And uh, do nothing Congress by their actions here. We, we got to... Uh, put a stop to it. 
<laughs> we got to put a stop to it, yeah. And that's what we, uh, we, uh, this economic divide, it ain't no, uh, it ain't by accident, yeah. This thing didn't just come about, uh, about by happenstance. No, this is, uh, this thing been in the works since, uh, since 1865, yeah. <laughs> this economic, uh, uh, divide that we have here in this country has been in play since 1865, yeah. Read my book, Racism and Hate in American uh, Reality. Read my book, y'all. I, I did the research on it. This economic divide is not by happenstance, yeah. No, this is premeditated, calculated uh, 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 set of uh, circumstances that has gotten us to where we are today here. Uh, in the society. Uh, hey, y'all, welcome to the Hushmore Black Forum. You got me the Hushmore driving this train. We still drive a train just because we got a fancy blog page coming up here. We <laughs> we still do the same old, same old, y'all. Make no mistake uh, about that. We've got a... We still... Now, uh, my page that you see on the blog page, y'all go to my blog page. Go to Hushmore Black. Go to, pull the blog up right now. We own it. And we'll be running those. My blog will be up all the time uh, while we're on the air, so we can uh, now I can blog from uh, read from blog talk, but I like to do it outside. Uh, I like to do it outside because uh, uh, I like to do it outside because of uh, we. Uh, We don't we don't interfere with uh, uh, what's going on 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 the show over uh, 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 over the uh, internet. That could do it's probably the same. I mean, it's no uh, uh, big difference. But the blog pages are separate. Now set it up in WordPress. That's what I was saying. Uh, WordPress is a, a little application that you uh, set up uh, blogs in, and it's uh, designed primarily for. Uh, the blogs and and uh, it's really neat. Really, once you get into it, you can add content. You know, all kinds of different content. And I'll be making uh, uh, political commentary, social commentary in my posts. Is what we do out here. We got a couple of posts out. Uh, one I'm dealing with the uh, uh, disrespect that the president is getting from uh, the whole uh, uh, Tea Party crowd. Over that's the thirty percent that. Uh, Governor uh, Chris was talking about on uh, Chris Matthews uh, the other night uh, that uh, are hell bent on uh, bringing uh, this president down for no other reason than his color, for no other reason than his race, y'all. That's just a fact. That is just a fact, y'all. That's just a crazy fact at that. But it's just a fact. And uh, (laughs) we have got to uh we can't we can't uh, be a part of today uh, we've got to call the spade what it is and uh yeah and uh a rail against at all times we got a rail against at all times because uh it uh First of all, it's dividing uh, uh, the country, and uh, we see the trying times that we've got. 
Hey, no mistake. Make no mistake about it. These are trying times, huh? <laughs> I, I wish it wasn't the case. I wish it wasn't the case, huh? But the, it is the case. It is the case. The second post. We're trying to figure out what's going on here with that. Like I said, we still fumbling and bumbling around with our uh, <laughs> with our uh, web page. Uh, we had so much uh, to uh, it's time consuming more than anything. The hospital don't have time to uh, don't have the time to uh, to devote to. It. That's my that's my problem right now. Just don't have the time to uh, to uh, to design and work on the thing because it's a twenty four hour uh, gig there. That's why they got. That's why people. <laughs> That's why uh, they got IT professionals out there doing nothing but that, y'all. Y'all don't know. That's the reason why. Yeah. You got people out there that don't do nothing about that but that. Hey, no doubt. We we got to post. Uh, and uh, we trying to uh, try to see where everybody at, y'all. Let's see what's going on in the world here. It, uh, let's see if we can get back to that. We, uh, one of the things that we discovered uh, while building this thing is that uh, since we've been out of uh, IT for about, uh, I don't know, seven years, seven years of April, things has really got a, a lot more user-friendly when it comes to setting up uh, your uh, website and things like that. It's getting a lot more... Uh, uh, automated, if you will, and uh, it, it's it's really neat. I mean, it's like everything else. It's uh, it's uh, technology has uh, grown by leaps and bounds. It's what I consider the short time that I, I've been away from uh, the short time that I've been away. It's grown by leaps and bounds, and uh, it's amazing. How uh, how that that has occurred? That you know, uh, this is uh, I'm trying to uh, trying to uh, keep up with it, keep up with all the changes. That well, I'm not trying to keep up with it, but I I found myself having to uh, relearn a lot of the things that. Uh, they used to come natural to me. They used to just be uh, completely natural things when I, I was dealing with a uh, uh, computer there before I worked. It was all second nature. Now it's, uh, it's a little more of a challenge. Only in the sense that I got to learn, I got to you know pick back up where I left off. To, we got to pick back up where I left off to. Uh, to get back acclimated, uh, to get back with it, but uh, I'm picking it up. I mean, I, this is not a, a small task here. Uh, Bill, put these blogs together. If you want a professional blog uh, site up and uh, that people are going to pay attention to, that uh, uh, you need something to grab them and pull them in. And that's what my aim is uh, in designing my uh, blog page here. To uh, make it uh, so that uh, 
people will uh, come come to it uh, and be locked into it. And they will, we'll have to see how that works. Uh, but the more traffic you get, one of the things about the Internet is the more uh, uh, traffic you get that come to your site, the better better off you're going to do. <laughs> and then you, whatever the business is that you may be uh, undertaking, uh, the more traffic you get, it becomes a uh, a numbers game. There, yeah. That's all it is, a numbers game. The more uh, hits you get, if you will, the more uh, the more uh, the more business you're going to do out there on that internet. That's a great, great. It's uh, a great, great. Uh, A medium for that, for connecting uh, with uh, friends and uh, and people you don't know, complete strangers. Just a great uh, way to communicate over the blog talk us when we come to. You got me here, the hustler, uh, driving the train tonight. It's about uh, 7.30 already, 7.21 here on ATL. We come to you. Beautiful day here at ATL. You wouldn't think that uh, a week ago we were uh, locked up in this uh, ice jam. 14, if you will. I was almost good. It was almost nice enough to be out on the golf course today, yeah. Yeah. Black History Month, yeah. It's Black History Month. We're about uh, 10 days into it. I don't know how we got this month, y'all, but we'll take it. They ain't gave us anything. <laughs> they ain't gave us much of anything else. <laughs> we have to take what we can get. <laughs> so. So we got, we're going to take this back history month. Uh, uh, Carter G. Wilson though, started a uh, <clears throat> Black History Week <clears throat> back in 
for a right to full uh, inclusion in the history, in the history of the country. That goes on every day. Our right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We want to, uh, we want to have that right. We demand that right. Hey, y'all, we're going to take a quick pause. Wait, we had it. We're going to take a quick pause for the calls here, y'all. You got me in the hush, well, coming to your own uh, blog talk radio here, y'all. That's a great, great medium. Y'all uh, check it out if you got something to say. I, I urge everybody to check out blog talk. Go to blogtalk.com forward slash hushmo-black to find us. Or you can go to hushmo-black.com and find us there. We got a button there. Uh, we got a button there on our uh, web page. We're going to have a button on our blog, too, tied into hush, to the, uh, a show there. So while we stream live, you'll be able to uh, follow us uh, over our blog. We got big plans uh, to reach our audience out there in, in uh, cyberspace. How y'all doing up in OH10? I know it's about freezing up there in the in the uh, the Big A. We're talking about Akron, y'all. We're talking about the, the ATL. Man. That's how I get it twisted. <laughs> hey, I know I got I, I my relatives up there calling. Uh, they can be complaining about the weather the whole year. All of January, since Christmas, they've been complaining about the cold up there. They know what to do up there. That's what they do. It gets cold up there. But nothing like this, y'all. This has been uh, exceptional. This is this has been exceptional. Uh, uh, the one I had. And uh, I don't know. I, I think it has something to do with the climate change, y'all. That's just me now. That's what I, that's what I believe in. A lot of folks say it ain't got nothing to do with it. So I, I don't know yet. I believe it has something to do with the, uh, I believe it has something to do with uh, what's going on with the weather. That's just me. That's just me now. Rush Limbaugh, <laughs> Rush Limbaugh, he's got a whole different uh, take on it. Russ got a whole different take on the thing. You know, Russ ain't nothing wrong with the Y'all crazy. <laughs> Russ said, y'all crazy. Ain't nothing wrong with the weather. Now, how do Russ know? I don't know. Now, that's, I don't know how Russ, I don't know if Russ is a weatherman or a meteorologist. I, I don't know. No, he's not a meteorologist because he didn't do anything about a northern, a, a northern vortex. It took Al Roper. Al Roper had to get his uh, uh, weather book out from 1959 in college <laughs> to, to educate uh, Russia on that. So he's not a weatherman. We know that already because Al Roper proved he wasn't a weatherman because he didn't know uh, what our northern uh, vortex was. He said somebody made it up. He blamed it on the president. <laughs> If you can believe it, he, he brained that on the president. He brained it on liberals. Uh, president head of the liberals. So he said. So they said. So they claimed. So if, by, 
this is crazy. We have a chance to it, and we uh, and from uh, this is really crazy, huh? This dude got the con- Congress don't care anything about uh, the citizens of the country. They don't care anything about citizens of this country now. Yeah. Wow. Today, for the fourth time in three years, the nation will hit the federal debt limit. Look at a mad rush to raise the legal cap on borrowing or risk an unprecedented default. While Congress sit on the its hands. While Congress sit on the hands, yeah. Yeah. Well, this is what the citizens uh bargain for when they put the tea party as uh in Congress. This is what they bargain for. Hey, you gotta sleep in that bed too, uh <laughs> that that you made. You got to sleep in that bed that you made. Y'all don't know. Y'all don't know. Wow. Yeah, Johnson, Syria has become a menace. (laughs) What is this, Johnson? Dead John Syria is becoming a matter of homeland security. Uh-oh. This is a new homeland security chief. Brother just got put in in, in, in place here, y'all. He already has got to deal with that homeland security secretary, Jay Johnson, on Friday said, Westerners heading to fight in Syria. Westerners fighting to, heading to fight in Syria could pose a threat to the United States and that undocumented immigrants to very great path to citizenship, issuing his first policy address since taking office in December. Speaking at the Wilson Center headquarters, Johnson covered a broad range of topics from appropriate uses of force by customs and border protection agents to declining worker morale at at the Department of Homeland Security's 22 agencies, which have some of the lowest worker satisfaction rates in the federal government. Hey, you put about half of them out of work, you think they, uh, you think they had, uh, you think they dissatisfied with work? <laughs> you think they got a little more real? No. You lay half, half them jokers off and let them get out there in the uh, unemployment line. Hey, y'all, you got me the hustle. We're off topic. Where's my train? Where's my whistle at? Somebody, hey, we used to have a, uh, <laughs> hey, y'all, hey, uh, we off topic. We way off topic, y'all don't know. <laughs> That's right. Where you at? Where you at? Hey, we're going to get back on here, y'all. That's what I got off topic. We are uh, trying to uh, solve the world's problem here on the Hushmore Backbone. That ain't what we going to do all in the one show, y'all. We got a set. <laughs> We got a scripted uh, program here. Our stuff is scripted. We can't uh, get off script too too far. We all want to tell you that's where I'd left field somewhere, yeah. 
Check my book out, y'all. Racism and Hate in American Reality. A great read for Black History Month. Looking at the income, uh, economic uh, uh, inequality that exists in the country today. And, uh, uh, shed light on uh, some of the causes. One of the main causes, that being racism, through the separate equal laws. Uh, those laws took away 14th Amendment rights for American of African descent for some 90 years after that Civil War. Uh, up until 1954, when the law came off the books in that Brown versus Board of Education decision, but even 10 years after that, we still struggle through the Civil Rights Movement and marches and things, struggling to have just the social mandate of uh, Brown v. Board of Education Institutes and the law. It took us another 10 years until uh, the 60s. This, uh, you, you remember the affirmative action, the voting rights acts, and all that stuff. That stuff should have been put in place uh, a right away in 1954 when Brown set aside Plessy. Really, Plessy should have never been. All that stuff should have been put in after that Civil War, y'all. After that Civil War in 1865, all that shit, all that stuff should have been put away with. The 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment should have guaranteed equal rights, and in fact did guarantee our equal rights uh, within the society. Uh, some of the states, uh, through their uh, separate equal laws, took away those 14th Amendment protections as fast as uh, they were instituted in the Constitution after 600,000 people died in a bloody civil war. Uh, yeah, that's what that's what the fuss is about today. This economic inequality is not just a uh, uh, something that's uh, dropped out of the sky overnight. This thing been going on, y'all, <laughs> for 150 years since that Civil War was over, y'all. This, this ain't nothing that just came about by happenstance. This is a premeditated uh, a genocide. Pretty much, that's what it, hey, strong stuff. That's what it was, y'all. Premeditated genocide. Perhaps thousands of uh, American veterans sent died under that uh, separate equal Jim Crow law that existed in the country without uh, anybody being punished for it and without uh, receiving any kind of reparation for the uh, injuries suffered uh, in the workplace and throughout society. Uh, yeah. So come on. We, we, that's a reason why uh, unemployment is 30%. That's a reason why uh, the prison system is filled with uh, young black males uh, today. Yeah, there's a reason for it. And the reason is racism. Uh, uh, a large part of that reason and the separate equal uh, laws that existed here for a hundred years almost after the Civil War, y'all. Yeah. Uh, the denial of 14th Amendment protections. It's as simple as that, y'all. Yeah. The denial of 14th Amendment protections. The denial of access to real estate. The denial of access to uh, a decent education. The denial of... Uh, Access to public uh, uh, avenues. Hey, y'all, it's about, uh, wow, what time is it here, y'all? 20 minutes to 8. I suppose you got to take a break here. You can't just ramble on all night, although we can and will, <laughs> when the subject is so serious, y'all. This is serious stuff we're talking about here. Hey, no doubt, this is serious stuff, uh, what's going on here in the country, y'all. Uh, that government has came to a halt, halt y'all. 
and the Republicans talking about taking back, back the Senate. Imagine if them jokers had control over the Senate and the House. What would you think? What the direction do you think the country would go in <laughs> for the next three years? What direction do you think this country will uh, be headed uh, in the last two years of, uh, well, the last two years of this presidency? Because it ain't going to change much. Uh, but uh, it's scary to even think about it, yeah. It's scary to even think about with the, like the current tad uh, being uh, what it is, the current, the current, uh, uh, movement of the country. Pick up my book, y'all. Racism and Hate and American Reality, dealing with uh, uh, racial uh, terrorism, really, in a lot of instances that has uh, been around since uh, 1619, really. No doubt, it's been around since 1619, really. Uh, <clears throat> just a great read from Black History Month, y'all. Why don't y'all dedicate this month, and I dedicate this month, to uh, learning something about our history, something new about our history. I went out and bought, uh, I went out and bought uh, The Life of an African Diplomat. Uh, the other day, a great, great read about uh, the ambassador to uh, Liberia. Uh, he was ambassador to Liberia for some 25 years, serving uh, throughout, uh, serving on numerous uh, assignments outside of uh, Liberia. Liberia is an interesting uh, place uh, because it uh, was formed by ex-slaves from this country. It was formed by ex-slaves from this country, getting out of this place, going back. They were shipping folks back to Africa. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but uh, it's a great read. Uh, yeah, but y'all learned something about the history. Our history covers the uh, diaspora, the African diaspora, y'all. It ain't just about here, although I challenge my uh, uh I channel my uh, study and advocacy uh, primarily deals uh, with the uh, with America's background, you said. But the greater uh, diaspora uh, is uh, very important, the African diaspora, as it pertains to all black uh, folks throughout uh, the, uh, the world, uh, wherever you find uh, people of African descent is our history. Reflections of an African Diplomat, Martinez L. Johnson, Sr. Check that book out, y'all. Check it out. We'll be breaking it down on uh, on our blog. We're going to have a blog segment on that. We're going to have a blog segment. We're going to be breaking down different uh, writings by uh, people of African descent uh, that uh, affect 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 our lives uh, and our perspective, really. I mean, it's, it's things, it's food, food for thought, give, give you a different perspective on what's going on in the motherland. Somebody said, uh, <clears throat> believe it or not, a, a peer of mine today talking about reparation, we was talking about another thing, including bringing back the draft. We were talking about a lot of things today, including bringing back that draft. The military draft. Yeah, we had a 
The president of the State of the Union address had a soldier been there. Had been to Afghanistan ten times, did ten tours of duty over there. I believe he came on duty for something like uh, twelve months. If I'm not mistaken, this guy was over there damn near ten years straight. <laughs> or I don't, he had been done ten. This was his tenth deployment to Afghanistan. Got blown up, yeah. Damn near killed. Land up in the hospital for a year. No, he's still recovering. Still recovering. Lost some limbs and damn near blind in one eye. He had been over there 10 times. This was his 10th time he stepped on a landmine and blew up and was severely, severely handicapped. Yeah. Just a tragic, uh, tragic, uh, tragic story here. This sergeant uh, had been over there that many times because that military don't have enough personnel because uh, we don't have a draft, yeah. We don't have a draft. We have got to get that draft back because what happens is only the poor, only the poor uh, is going to fill out that uh, the fighting force. That's just a fact, y'all. That's what's happened since they did away with that draft some 20, 30 years ago. When I was in service, they had a draft. They had a draft when Vietnam was going on, y'all. They had, y'all, yeah, you get drafted up in that. Uh, we did, we volunteered. We was in the Marine Corps. You can't get drafted in the Marine Corps. You got to join the Corps. And that's what we did. But I mean, the draft was in place. There ain't no doubt. And we need to put it back because it, it makes for a, a fairer selection of uh, people serving and dying uh, in the military in the defense of this country. Rich, poor, white, black, green, whatever. That draft do not discriminate. Although the rich uh, seem to find it easier to get out of and do money will. Obviously, money go right to the head, head of the, the head of the table, you know. Money go right to the head of the land, regardless of what you do or say. But uh, uh, that uh, being the case, still, still, we are uh, We have to uh we have to uh rail against it. We have to rail against it. Uh, uh when we see injustice uh, anywhere we we have to uh speak out against it. Now we know what the deal is, y'all. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, y'all. We're rambling on here. We tried to get a break in and ran right through it. But right now, we're going to break for a few. We ain't paying no bills, but we're going to <laughs> get ourselves together. Y'all hang in there. We'll be right back. You got me in the hush mode. Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hush Mode Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
We're going to wake the peanut gallery up. Y'all, uh, uh, y'all talking about the... Yeah, I hate people. Don't. 
For this thing here, what they doing amounts to treason. If I'm the president now, we're still at war. <laughs> we got folks dying on the battlefield already. Yeah? Still, we at war. Been at war for 13 years. If I'm the president, I'm one of my options uh, on that table is martial law. I'd I'd be tempted to declare martial law and start locking some uh, folks up now. Hey, those who uh, is harming the country, uh, railing against the uh, the policies and the laws of this country. Yeah, those folks. We uh. Wow. Isn't that some kind of a play? <laughs> Just trying to check out the uh, Facebook. You uh, got all the kids decorated. Uh, I guess it's Halloween. Well, it could be Halloween. What's that? No, it's too early for Halloween. Maybe it's from Black History Month, some kind of costume party going on at school here. One of my cousins' sons. Got it posted up on the internet here. That's one great thing about Facebook and the social networks. There. It's just a great way to keep in touch with your family, friends, and uh, and so forth. Yeah. We uh. Been tied up, y'all. Like I said, for the last three days, with the putting my web, uh, my blog page together. Or oh, you know, I haven't did this much studying since I've been in high school, y'all. <laughs> the husband ain't did this much uh, uh, studying since I've been in high school. I mean, I was burning the midnight oil. <laughs> I trying to get this thing together, but I pretty well got it together. It's gonna be. There's going to be some major improvements on this thing over the next few days here. We're just trying to reach out to the world in a more uh, smoother, uh, cohesive uh, way. Trying to sell books. (laughs) Hey, we're trying to sell my stuff. Hey, y'all, we got a call in on the Hushbow, 1-888-588. Three eight one nine. That's one three eight one nine. That's a free call into the Hushmore Black Forum, y'all. Coming to you live in the living color. Over blog talk. We don't take many calls, but we will entertain uh, a call or two. We advocate on behalf of uh, Americans of African descent, not because we don't love everybody. Just by extension, we find ourselves advocating for that uh, community. And Lord knows <laughs> we need all the advocacy we can get out of it. Our model is to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer. And out of necessity, sometimes we'll do it louder than anybody out here on Blog Talk. We like to keep everything on the even kill. I want to thank once again all my Facebook friends. 
for the happy birthday shout outs. My birthday this past Monday, uh, February the 4th, uh, I came into this world. February the 4th of the year 1945. That's what I was getting over, y'all. I'm going on 70 years old, man. We're on our way to 70, y'all. <laughs> hey. Somebody said, I'm looking. Hey, these looks at me this evening, y'all. <laughs> you can't judge no book fast cover. <laughs> you think my book is full of hate? It ain't. <laughs> That's just the title. Racism and hate. <laughs> you can't judge no book fast cover, y'all. Uh-uh, you gotta pick that thing up and ingest it. <laughs> hey, you gotta pick, you gotta pick that thing up and take it in, y'all. Uh, you can't look at the cover and come to no kind of conclusion. Not on a book, you can. So you can't do it. Uh, uh, somebody looks. This getting old ain't no joke, y'all. But it has. It's uh, I wouldn't trade it for nothing. <laughs> Yeah, this good old ain't no joke, but I wouldn't trade it for nothing else in the world. <laughs> uh, y'all don't know. Go to my website, y'all. Go to my website. Check my blog out. Remember, the blog is still in development. Uh, yeah, the Hushmo Black Forum. We we're gonna come to you. Uh, uh, we're gonna have our blog up and running concurrently with our shows from this point forward the next show we will have the blog up and then live living color we probably run a video stream we got to work that out this week and see just how that's going to work but chances are we're going to have a video we're going to have a video of the the hushmo up and running at the same time that we we're doing our uh uh blog talk radio show we come to you out here every saturday from seven uh, to nine on blog talk uh, Chicago anti-gang efforts tame street violence. Well, that's good news. Any kind of any kind of decrease in gang violence, especially in the city of Chicago, is great, great news. It's just a violent uh, epidemic in our uh, community. Uh, we've got to address it. We have to keep fighting, uh, fighting and uh, railing against it. We have failed uh, in that area. The uh, black community has. We have failed in that, that area. Uh, no, I don't blame everything on uh, uh, white people. We've got a lot of work to do within our community, uh, ourselves. Uh, we we can't ever leave them out of the equation. We ain't gonna ever leave them out of the equation because uh, I'm gonna always be relevant for reparation. We still are due reparation, by the way, y'all. We still are due reparation, especially those Americans African descent born prior to 1954 who was directly injured by uh, the separate equal laws that existed here in the country for some 90 years after that Civil War, y'all, taking away 14th Amendment rights of uh, American African descent, like no other minority in the country, y'all. No other minority suffered on the plastic uh, as uh, did the uh, Americans of African descent. They were due uh, reparation. We gotta re-litigate this case, y'all. This is not something we gotta re-litigate. We just need to petition uh, the United States government and the states governments that had the separate laws, uh, separate equal laws in place. We've already won that case. So says Brown. When uh, Brown declared that all the separate equal laws was inherently unequal in Rome. 
So, yeah, we, we were already we won that case. I'm not advocating going back to court, uh, paying that bell on local. We don't need to do that. That was uh, uh, validated, by the way, in 2009 when the uh, eight uh, white farmers went to the Supreme Court for the same thing, racial discrimination, 14th Amendment uh, uh, protection rights uh, uh, that was violated in the workplace. The uh, Supreme Court gave those folks reparation since they were discriminated against based on their color. We suffered that. Uh, we suffered that same thing uh, under uh, Plessy. We suffered the same thing, and it wasn't reverse discrimination. It was pure D discrimination. Now, all of a sudden, the majority come up with this reverse discrimination and start getting money for it. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that, y'all? We we're gonna continue to oppress. Uh, and uh, start a movement, start a new paradigm here in terms of addressing uh, uh, reparation, our reparation demands. We're going to start uh, a petition out on uh, my blog. We, we need uh, two hundred. We need uh, one hundred fifty thousand signatures for the president to look at it. But we're going to start a petition asking for reparation for those American uh, of African descent born prior to nineteen fifty four. We're going to start there. We're going to ask for reparations for all Americans of African descent born prior to May 15th of 18, uh, 1954 was directly injured by the laws uh, of the country. Was directly injured by the laws of this country prior to Brown versus Board of Education overturning and send a sad blessing. The law that codified all of the separate equal laws in the South, international law in 1896. That's our argument. That's our argument. That's our, uh, read my book, Racism and Hate in American Reality, y'all. Read it and uh, see what you think. Form your own opinion by what I have, the research that I have done, the little research that I have done, you go out there and read my book and see uh, what kind of conclusion do you come up with. See if not uh, the government injured uh, millions of Americans of African descent starting in 1876 uh, uh, when he set aside the Southern Homestead Act and uh, returned 43 million acres of property to the government rather than uh, distributing that property that real estate to uh, the newly freed uh, Americans of African descent. That started, it started right there. Had we acquired the 46 million acres that was set aside, the, the economic inequality would be nowhere near what it is uh, today. That's my argument, you know? That's my argument. The separate equal laws deprived uh, my family, my people, of that property, of that uh, 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 toehold to us, uh, the foothold to establish uh, itself into uh, the wider society. And it was done uh, uh, by uh, uh, premeditated uh, uh, calculation there. Uh, it wasn't uh, by happenstance, this premeditated uh, uh, actions on behalf of the powers that be. Racism had a lot to do with it, uh, by the way. They, uh, uh, they came up with a vile uh, anti-amalgamation uh, uh, doctrine to uh, forbid uh, Americans of African descent from assimilating fully into 
white social society. Hey, the North and the South Republicans and Democrats were there in on that scheme, yeah. That wasn't a one way street, a one way deal. Everybody was in on that thing, yeah. Uh uh-uh. So we we've got a we've got a case, a case that we've already fought the war and bled and died. died. We uh, won the case in 1954 after years, after some 90 years of struggles, trying to set aside those separate equal laws and got them set aside. And then uh, uh, petitioned that court back then in 1954 under duress, <laughs> under some threat of racial terrorism, under some threat of racial terrorism. Yeah. That's uh, uh, the only reason that third group marshal been petitioned the court, and then a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of us <coughs> at the time in 1954 was not sophisticated. The masses of uh, our community was not sophisticated enough to demand that the uh, uh, or to push the uh, uh, NAACP into uh, filing. Uh, uh, Reparations, a filing reparation right then in 1954 uh, for financial reparation. Instead, they uh, took the social, the civil part of that uh, due process and, and tried to integrate the schools. It took them 10 years to do that and a lot of bloodshed. And a lot of bloodshed. The threat of uh, racial terrorism was all too real, y'all. And the fact that uh, Thurgood Marshall back then did not uh, petition the court, did not stop the bloodshed, did not stop the racial violence here in the South. It did not. Emmett Till came along in 1955, y'all. The church bombings in Birmingham came along in 1963, y'all. So, no, we were still being brutalized as animals here in this country, y'all. Uh, up until uh, the 60s, up until Johnson came in and uh, the Kennedys got elected and kind of put a stop to it. Racism itself still, the vestiges of it still today exist. And now the number is somewhere uh, uh, north of my 20%. Uh, uh, Governor Charlie Crist on Chris Matthews uh, suggested that it was high as uh, 25 to 30. 35, he mentioned one side of his mouth. Imagine that. That's a big number of racists, y'all, railing against this black president for no other reason than his uh, color. From that number, we can extrapolate out his uh, uh, approval rating. Uh, 50 or 60 million people who don't like him just because of his color, that's going to sway his poll numbers. Chris Matthews trying to figure out what's going on in the country. Why is he not doing better than everything? It seems to be good. Chris Matthews is racism. That is the reason. If Charlie Chris suggested there's 25 or 30 percent people who don't like him, under the uh, cuff, he's talking about 25 to 30 percent racism, uh, racist in the country who don't like this president because he's black. Now, that's just a fact. And Chris Matthews is still, he, he, he's afraid to mention the word racism. He don't like to admit, uh, maybe he don't know. Maybe he don't know. I'm going to write him an email. I'm going to write him a post. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna tweak him, tweak something out to him. I'm gonna send him a copy of my book. If you really want to know the reason why this president's numbers seem to be so contrary to exactly what's going on in the country, the stock market is doing great. Uh, 
the economy seemed to be picking up. Unemployment is going down, and the president's approval rating is in the low 40s. I wonder why. A lot of it has to do with racism. Now. I'm discounting uh, his, his ratings, but I, I, I had it at 6%. Now, this boy said uh, I have 35% races in the country. Uh, it's about 10 points. 10 points, y'all. Huh? I'm going to discount his ratings 10 points because of the races in the country. And that racism uh, come to the forefront uh, all too clearly up there in that Republican uh, Congress, y'all. Huh? The Tea Party faction of that thing is a group of racists, y'all. Yeah. And we got to stop beating around the bush. We got to call a spade a spade. That's what I'm going to do. We got to call a spade a spade in this thing, y'all. You know, we can't be calling a spade a, a, a heart or a diamond. We got to call a spade a spade. That's what we do out here on the Hushmo Black Forum, y'all. Yeah. This year, we've got we've got to come to grips with uh, what's uh, the. Uh, we got to meet the, this thing head on, y'all. We can't be chanting around the bush talking about uh, the economic disparity and the reasons for it. We need more jobs and more education and uh, this and that. We're shipping jobs overseas and outsourcing. All those things have to be addressed. All of them has to be addressed. And so does. Uh, the fact that uh, millions of Americans after the Senate born prior to 1954 never received or never petitioned the court for financial reparations. Uh, they were due because of the injuries suffered uh, in the workplace, the discrimination uh, that they suffered in the workplace injured them severely economically for some 90 years after the Civil War. And uh, we won a case. We won a case. We don't have to go back to court. I'm not looking to go back and relitigate any of that stuff. All I'm looking for right now is to petition the court. We need 200,000 signatures, y'all. We're gonna post a we're gonna post a petition for you to sign up on my website, hushmoback.com. Just remember that site, hushmoback.com. We're gonna take, uh, post a petition out there to get 200,000 Americans back from the set born prior to 1954, and we're gonna send that thing into uh, Attorney General uh, Holder. And uh, see if not, we can't get him to uh, 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 re-petition that court uh, for those Americans uh, that was around in, uh, prior to uh, 1954 when Brown ruled on that thing. And we're gonna look. We're gonna break Brown down and see exactly what Brown set aside. Uh, the, the common uh, thought, the common uh, uh, held opinion, is that Brown set aside all the blessings. Plessy uh, uh, versus Ferguson. If it set aside Plessy, Plessy had uh, Plessy combined all of the separate equal laws in the South. Yes, that's what Plessy did. It codified all those Jim Crow laws at the federal law, taking away 14th Amendment rights up and down the spectrum here in the society, removing it effectively, removed America's Africanists and out of out of the society. Yeah, when they locked Homer Plessy up, I drug him off that train in 1892, locked him up in a cold jail cell by himself, and effectively removed all Americans of African descent out of uh, social, uh, white society. Yeah. And, it, and it devastated us economically for the next for the next 60 years while that junk was in place, yeah. while it was in place. 
only because of our color. We were discriminated against only because of our color, only because of this anti-amalgamation doctrine that was put in place to prevent Americans of Africanism from fully assimilating into white social society. Unlike any other minority coming from Europe, they have the Irish and the uh, Italians or the Jews or whoever, they came into the society as minorities, but they uh, uh, slowly assimilated and was allowed to assimilate right into white society. As you know, African people of African descent was never allowed that chance, and even today still found, find uh, racist uh, tendencies uh, uh, railing against them, railing against them that here today. That thing has devastated our community, uh, leaving us economically uh, uh, in shambles. Racism. Racism. That's the ugly side of the racism. Now, biotropic racism is hate. People don't know. Uh, and racism might be on the rise. You know, it appears to be. I don't think it uh, necessarily. I don't believe it's necessarily on the rise. I believe it's always been there and perhaps even decreasing. Surely, if in 1940, when Gunnar Murdoch did his study on race relations, if it was that 80% of the white community was held a social bias, a racial bias at that time, and it's down, I said it was 20, but then Charlie Chris said it was more like 30 or 35%. Now, that still shows a downward trend. But that's still 60 uh, million people here, y'all. That's a big, that's, you know, that's almost twice the number of people that blacks have in the country, railing against uh, that uh, make it all hard for uh, for uh, for the playing field to be uh, level here in the country, y'all. Even today, even with the president, even with a black president and a black attorney general, they uh, is disrespecting that guy like uh, nothing I've ever seen in my 69 years. I've never seen any uh, uh, disrespect for a president in my life like uh, this guy is uh, uh, undertaking or uh, uh, exposed to. This is almost uh, this is almost. Uh, well, it is disrespectful. It almost amounts to treason. These folks are acting almost like uh, they're going to ignore. They're ignoring everything this president uh, uh, has to say. I would have been declared martial law, y'all. Especially when they shut that government down. I'd have declared martial law and locked somebody up. Hey, the president's got that authority, too. I would have declared martial law and started locking those jokers up up there in Washington, that Congress. I'd lock that old body up, whoever walked out and shut that government down. Wow, the nation is at war. Wow, we got uh, young men and women out there dying on the battlefield uh, on our behalf. On our behalf, here safe and sound at home, they have a goal to shut the government down. Shut the whole government down, costing the economy billions of dollars. Uh, directing the, uh, directly affecting the uh, security of the country, directly affecting the uh, security uh, of this country. Uh, anytime that government is shut down, especially while we have a war footing, we're at war. They have a goal to shut the government down. I'm locking somebody up from the president. That is going to be a no-no. 
That's going to be a no-no. That government's going to remain open or I'm going to lock somebody up. I'm going to lock somebody up. Hey, I'm going to take another quick pause for the call. See, we got about, uh, wow, 20 minutes after 8, y'all. How time flies when you're having fun. Y'all hang in there. We'll be right back. Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
8.30. Well, how time flies when you're having fun. Welcome to the National Back Forum, where our model is to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer. And out of necessity, sometimes we'll do it louder than anybody out here on Blog Talk. We advocate uh, for social justice on behalf of Americans of African descent. Not because we don't love everybody. We do love everybody. We'll not let you know that, but by extent, we find ourselves uh, advocating for that uh, that community. And we we all know we need help. <laughs> we need all the advocacy we can get, yeah. Hey, uh, just talking about racism and hate, my new book, y'all. It's a great, great read. Check it out. Uh, dealing with uh, economic, uh, economic uh, inequality, among other things, uh, racism affects uh, the whole uh, the whole uh, makeup of social society of this country. It always has, and uh, it's no different today. I mean, sure, uh, surely it, it has gotten uh, to be less of a uh, burden, but uh, it, its ugly head has. Uh, raised up again with the uh, election of this president some five years ago. Two weeks later, the Tea Party uh, had formed and was swearing to uh, take the government back. <laughs> two weeks into this man's, uh, 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 two weeks into his presidency, the Tea Party was throwing and spinning uh, up there in the halls of Congress y'all, at John Lewis, <laughs> a, a civil rights icon of all people, two weeks after the president elected him. Tea parties came to the forefront. I never heard no tea party. Nobody else did until this black president was elected. They railed against him from day one, made it the uh, mantra to uh, keep make him a one-term president. It didn't happen, people. It get over it. That just didn't happen. He was put back in office for one reason. The guy did a hell of a job. Under the circumstances that he found this place in. He did a hell of a job guiding the nation uh, out of the malaise that uh, the previous administration had uh, gotten us into. They don't want to own up to it. They don't want to give uh, this black president credit for nothing uh, at all. But uh, I was talking about the uh, number of races in the country because that's, that's important. Uh, like uh, we have have it here in the book at 20 percent, but uh, the more I listen to uh, white people themselves discuss the issue around the edges, I've gotten to a number of more like 30 to 35 percent. That's 60 to 70 million people, you yeah. That is a big, big number railing against uh, the laws of this country because of this black president. That's a big, serious number that we better start talking about in some kind of uh, a real serious way, y'all. If we got 30, uh, uh, the 35% racist in the country railing against the president because he's black, impeding uh, uh, the functionings of the government, uh, and that thing is carried, uh, carried out through its uh, embassies and uh, uh, Congress up there, through uh, the, uh, the Tea Party uh, uh, caucus, we need to look at uh, uh, how we can bring treasonous charges against those Congress members there. Yeah. And my man, that's treason. Anytime you shut the government down for no other reason than to uh, 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 harm other citizens, and that's what that's what this amounts to. You are purposely harming this country. You are putting this country at. Uh, 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 
at a uh, disadvantage while we're at war. That's an act of treason. That has to do with uh, our uh, national security. Uh, anytime you shut that government down while we're at war has to do with national security. We need to be looking at holding somebody responsible. The people, we the people, need to look at holding somebody responsible for shutting that government down uh, back there in October. You know, that thing, we still still in the practice of it right now. we claiming that we can't extend unemployment uh, 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 insurance for 100, uh, 1.7 million people don't have long-term uh, unemployment extended. A cost of $6 billion when we lost $25 billion in the darn government shutdown. Somebody need to uh, speak up about that. We need to demand more of the folk out of the folks who shut the Congress down. How can we get those people brought up on impeachment charges? How can we hold them responsible for their acts? Oh, yeah, if you can impeach a president, surely you can impeach a, a, a treasonous uh, Congress. How can we do that? Where in the law? What in the law allows to uh, bring the Congress, uh, hold the Congress to the same standard that they hold the executive branch? We have to be able to hold the Congress to the same standard. If the Congress can impeach the the president, why is it not that uh, uh, the people can impeach uh, uh, the Congress? They were all elected by uh, by us, but we the people. We the people. Uh, have to look at uh, a mechanism to impeach, not uh, send them back to no uh, re-election for some phony uh, 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 thing to come back. Uh, we, the people, have to find ways to eradicate uh, uh, insurrection uh, 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 when it exists against the Constitution. They are violating their oath of office to that Constitution when they shut that government down in the midst of a war. That's my argument. They are violating. They violated the oath of office that they took to protect uh, uh, the uh, safety of uh, this country. They put the country at big and did uh, serious harm. <clears throat> the $25 billion that it cost uh, the economy, surely that could have uh, went to uh, 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 pay six billion dollars for uh, long-term unemployment. So we uh, we got to bring that up. We can never let that die. Don't uh, for a minute. The Democrats should be hammering those jokes over that government shutdown today and the cost, the twenty-five million dollar cost tag that was associated with it. The Democrats need to uh, continually uh, harp on that and bring that to the people's uh, 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 attention. Just keep that on the people. The $25 million that the government uh, uh, shutdown cost, uh, the Republican uh, government shutdown cost the nation $25 million that we could uh, so- sorely need. Uh, we sorely need now to uh, pay that unemployment thing there. They sold the poor people down, uh, uh, trade the poor people in on a parachute. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's something about that in the back. They sold the poor people down a drain for a pair of shoes, yeah. Hey, the Pope even talking about that uh, idolatry of uh, money. <laughs> president is on the way to see the Pope, yeah. <laughs> the president is on his way to see the Pope. Hey, the Pope may be as big as hell last. You start talking about these people's money, though. 
Uh, Daniel let the Pope stand in the way. Daniel let the Pope stand in the way. You start talking about that almighty dollar. The racism stand alone, y'all. Let the identities. It ain't been nothing like it. It ain't been nothing like it in the history of man. The Israelites didn't suffer what the American slaves suffered. Oh, hell no. The Israelites, I'm sorry. I looked at that story. Under the under Pharaoh, <laughs> they didn't they didn't suffer like they didn't have no more uh, they didn't suffer like uh, the slaves here in America uh, suffered under uh, uh, slavery in this country under racist slavery uh, slavery under racism uh, no they didn't they didn't suffer uh, like that the Hebrews didn't I'm sorry I looked at the story I can't uh, see how that story parallels. What parallels it is that we were both uh, enslaved, but uh, nowhere near the treatment. Uh, uh-uh. <coughs> uh-uh. It's not the same, you know. I'd make an argument that uh, America's African descent uh, suffered uh, far more inhumanities than uh, the Israelites. I'm sorry, it's just uh, what I see about the history, what uh, the good books uh, described it from what I I gather out of that, uh, out of the good book. There are parallels, no doubt. Those people prayed to Almighty God for their salvation, the Israelites did, he delivered these slaves here. Some five million Americans of African descent prayed to the same God for their salvation. He heard they cried and delivered them. That was civil war, yeah. That's the war came along by. It didn't just uh, happen because uh, somebody in the south got pissed off or somebody in the north. Uh-uh. That was a bigger power driving that thing, yeah. That was five million people praying to God Almighty for their salvation. And 600,000 people died. 600,000 folks died uh, for that to uh, come about. Lincoln, if y'all seen the movie Lincoln, that movie only talked about three months of Lincoln's life. The last three months of his life period. That whole movie, that's all it talks about. That's all it addresses, those three months, y'all was talking specifically about uh, what drove the the last three months of Lincoln's life, y'all. That's heavy. It's so heavy, and people miss uh, uh, what the thing's all about, y'all. They don't even know. I try to explain it to them. I try to explain it to them, y'all. How is it that a three-hour movie (laughs) about three months of this most uh, historically important period in the country's history, they leave out the central element of uh, those three months. They leave it out of the movie altogether. Don't even, I guess they missed it somewhere, but they surely didn't, uh, it's not forefront and center anyway. They leave out his second inaugural address. They leave out his second inaugural address to the country that occurred on March the 15th of 1865, yeah. They leave that address out. 
That's the most important speech Abraham Lincoln ever gave. The Gettysburg Address somewhere uh, 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 way back <laughs> in the scheme of things, y'all. The Gettysburg Address somewhere way back in the scheme of things. If you try to put those on a some kind of a, uh, some kind of scale as to uh, which one uh, which one of those things was more re- uh, relevant, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. That second inaugural address uh, uh, is, is uh, heavy, y'all. That's why they left it out of that movie. They didn't just leave it out by chance, but that thing told the story. That thing told the real story about who was driving that war <laughs> and what was at play, what the war was all about, and where he was at at that point in time. They left that second inaugural address out of the movie, y'all. That that movie is empty without that second inaugural address. It's just a movie for some. Uh, uh, they made some money off of it. Uh, got some Academy Awards. Tommy Lee Curtis did a great job as uh, as the speaker there. He did a great great job. But uh, that movie uh, left the uh, the key element of Lincoln's last three months out of without left out of the movie. It was that out of the movie, y'all. Anybody see Lincoln? Give me a shout out. Who who also saw Lincoln? They left the most important part of Lincoln's whole life out of the movie. The second inaugural dress. That's the most important speech he ever gave. It would have terrified uh, the whole movie. If you if you uh, read that thing in there. <laughs> the movie's irrelevant. Once you understand what he's talking about in that second inaugural dress. Well you gotta read it, y'all. Get it to see. Hey. <laughs> That thing is heavy, yeah. That second inaugural address is uh, what Lincoln was going through. Lincoln was having nightmares, y'all. When that movie came on, Lincoln was waking up at night in the middle of the night, screaming. (laughs) Trying to figure out what was going on. Remember now, we got to put some uh, perspective to this thing. This is after war. uh, This is a president at war. Some 600,000 people that died by the end, y'all. Of all the all Americans, that's killing. That was a slaughter thing going on there. That's more people that have been killing all the war we fought since put together. 600,000 people had died, north and uh, south, white and black, had died in that thing. Y'all had got caught up in that uh, uh, civil war. Can nobody figure out what was going on. Why the hell are we killing each other? Lincoln was having nightmares. This guy's got a lot on his shoulder there, y'all. This guy's got a lot on his shoulder. I mean, uh, six hundred Americans dead in in the war, and don't nobody by this time, five years into it, they don't they don't even know uh, why the war's still going on. (laughs) Don't nobody know why the war's still going on, y'all. Lincoln's second inaugural address explained it all. His second inaugural address explained it all, and they left it out of Steven Spielberg left that out of that movie. And it's it's, it's really uh, 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 I can't forgive him for it. I'm gonna let's take a look at Lincoln's second inaugural address here. This is Black History Month, and it was such an important uh, period in our uh, black history <laughs> that that 
that second inaugural address was such an important part in our black history because it came after uh, uh, this president had emancipated uh, uh, my ancestors and uh, the country was still at war. And uh, he had this to say. And I'm quoting it. I'm quoting it. I'm reading it. Thing. At this second appears appearing to take the oath of the presidential office, there is less occasion for an extended address than there was at the first. Then a statement somewhat in detail of a course to be pursued seemed fitting and proper. Now at the expiration of four years during which public declarations have been constantly called forth on every important phase of the great contest which still absorbs the attention and engrosses the energies of the nation, little that is new could be presented here. The progress of our arms upon which all else chiefly depends is as well known to the public as to myself, and it is, I trust, reasonably satisfactory and encouraging to all. The union is kicking butt right here now. Uh, war is still going on. This is January, uh, March 15th of uh, 1865, Lincoln's second inaugural address. He's saying that uh, he trusted that uh, the war is more reasonably satisfactory and encouraging to all because the North, uh, he got... Uh, He's got Lee and Jefferson on the run. Got them pinned down, really down there, and, uh, down there uh, at the south. Uh, what is that? At? He got a pin down down there, and uh, won't let him come in town. There. So he, uh, he he already uh, you know, but he he still can't figure out what's going on. Uh, uh, they didn't know exactly why this war was going on. Okay, uh, with high hopes uh, for the future, no prediction in regard. To it as venture. He still don't know how the thing will come out of you. You know, he's just uh, reading on. On the occasion corresponding to this four years ago, all thoughts were anxiously directed to an impending civil war. All dreaded it, all sought to avert it, while the inaugural address was being delivered from this place devoted altogether to saving the Union without war, urgent agents. We're in the city seeking to destroy it without war. Uh, a seeking to dissolve the union and divide effects by negotiation. Both parties depreciate war. But one of them would make war rather than let the nation survive, and the other would accept war rather than let it perish, and the war came. This is Lincoln in the second inaugural address, y'all. This is Lincoln in the second inaugural address talking about uh, what was going on at the time of his first inaugural address four years ago. When no, neither one of those sides, the North or the South, neither one of them wanted uh, the Civil War to come along, but it came along mysteriously anyway. Something is driving that thing. Yeah. <laughs> Listening to something is driving this, uh, this course of action here and uh they're not quite sure because they all want to abort the wall. The South, they want to keep their slaves. The North was prepared to let them do that. 
Uh, Daniel told him that, uh, uh, or Mary told him that uh, that dream he was having was all about that 13th Amendment. Now, remember how this thing is. Now, remember something that's driving at war. He don't know what's driving. They know, neither one of them wants to go to war. They thought if they went to war, there'd be a minor skir- a skirmish and that thing would be settled. And they'd uh, sell this thing in some kind of peaceful way, let them keep their slaves in place. <clears throat> let them keep their slaves in place. And uh, 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 we keep uh, uh, the North free. You keep the South uh, slave, uh, slavery if you want, but you ain't taking it nowhere else outside of the border. That thing didn't work out. That thing didn't work out about two years into it, 1862, in September, Lincoln decided to uh, issue uh, or to write up that uh, Emancipation Proclamation free of the slaves. <laughs> yeah, because he, he, he seen that that thing had got. He, uh, that thing was getting out of control then, 1862, uh, you know, that's uh, two years into his uh, administration, or one year. He seemed that he had to do something. Uh, that thing was all out of control, and he needed uh, all the bodies he could because this was going to be a struggle. He recognized that, so he issued this emancipation proclamation in uh, September of 1862. That didn't go into place until uh, January 1st of 1863 was the official uh, 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 start of that a proclamation of uh, uh, what happened was uh, between uh, September 1862, uh, uh, him uh, first drawing it up and issued, and, and uh, surely he uh, let Robert Lee, Lee, Lee and uh, Davis know that, yeah, I'm issuing this proclamation here. Everybody know that. Slaves start walking off the plantation in droves. By January 1st of 
he had no wind because the black slaves was fleeing from the uh, plantations like roaches from the light. In a three-month period, about 200,000 of them had enlisted in the Union Army, and there was another million on the registry for waiting to sign up. He didn't have a win. And yet, he continued to fight. People continued to die for another four years. Another 400,000 people died after. Patient, now, some was driving that war. Some was driving that war. There was a bigger force driving that war, you know. <laughs> they, I mean, that, he knew he didn't have a win because he could look at the numbers. He knew I'd been the number. I mean, he knew at the size of uh, the Confederate Army. He knew there was a bitch match and the manpower and uh, uh, dollars. He knew there was a serious mismatch uh, uh, in the personnel there, y'all. Yet, uh, they could continue to fight that war. Lincoln didn't know what's going on. He was having nightmares about it. But and when he had his Daniel moment, and Daniel told him that you, the man upstairs, brought this news of tags to you. I bring this news of tags from God Almighty. That's what, that's what <laughs> a Lincoln Daniel told him. I bring this uh, tidings of uh, good news from the man upstairs, and that is uh, this war is going to continue until you get that 13th Amendment and that uh, Constitution going away with this uh, slavery thing here. That's has ran its course. That slavery thing has ran its course. And you uh, are going to put a stop to it or that war is going to continue. Now, that's what Daniel told Lincoln, the man upstairs, told Lincoln. Uh, a light came on in the president's head. He got them and I, uh, he, he was already uh, ready to bring Lincoln, uh, uh, Jefferson uh, in the town and sign this phony treaty and, and leave in the slavery in place, I believe. Even after all the people had died, y'all were that close. <laughs> Until <sighs> the man upstairs wouldn't let that thing in, y'all. He wouldn't let that thing in until they got that uh, 13th Amendment passed. He said, one, uh, uh, accept war rather than let it perish, and the war came. Picking up on what he's talking about in the second inaugural address, one-eighth of the whole population were colored slaves, not distributed generally over the Union, but localized in the southern part of it. These slaves constituted a peculiar and powerful interest. All knew that this interest was somehow the cause of the war. <laughs> now, these black people he's talking about, the slaves, <laughs> they constitute a peculiar interest. Yeah, they are able to turn south. Uh, uh, <laughs> they were the uh, economic backbone. That was a curious interest. And not only that, they uh, 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 
because uh, uh, of the five million slaves, the northern adjustment got raw material at a fantastic rate and uh, dealt on the uh, world market at a real advantage. Uh, they dealt on the world market at a real advantage. Nice. A, a cheap slave labor here in this country, y'all. Uh, so everybody was in See, Everybody's got a slave in this game. And ain't nobody, uh, ain't nobody uh, uh, free of blame here. <laughs> oh, no. Lincoln said uh, there was a curious, uh, uh, a peculiar uh, and powerful interest. Interest was somehow the cause of the war. I'm going to pick up a Lincoln's second address next week, y'all. We ain't going to get off of this thing because it's Black History Week and it's so important. It's what happened here. But we're going to find out that uh, that war wasn't being driven by no man. Lincoln didn't have no control over it. Lincoln and uh, Lee had lost control over that. People were still dying out there in that war in 1865. And then nobody know why. We're going to tell you next week why. Hey, y'all, we're going to cut out. That's about the end of it. It's going to do it for us. Been a pleasure being out here with you tonight. We'll see you next week, y'all. Until then, be good. Ciao. Got me the Hushmo. The Hushmo Black Forum, advocated on your behalf by covering news and events affecting the African-American community. Check us out at the Hushmo Black Forum, www.blogtalkradio.com. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.